This island doesn't have a lady. This island is a lady. It's podcast time. Your wild grabber friends we'll talk about bare distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time from the very beginning all the way to the end. Hey, Amy, how are you doing? I'm great, Matt. How are you? I'm okay. It's hot today. <laughs> it is hot today. It is, um, winter has come to Washington, the eastern side of the state, with a bang. And now it is like 90-something degrees. Yes. And we had to shut the window because there's some, like, porpoise sound outside. Our- <laughs> At first, he was like, oh, we wanted, to, I, like, we wanted to have a little bit of airflow coming into the office so it's not too hot while we're recording. Yeah. But there was like a, somebody long, uh, long their mow, mowing their lawn <laughs> a couple streets over. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's quiet enough that I, I don't think it'll pick it up on the microphones. And then we hear like, oh, 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 coming from the backyard. <laughs> What's happening? I, like, mm, I guess we'll have to close the window. Is that that secret uh, manatee you got me? Oh, yeah. Did happy, manatees make that sound? Happy I birthday. don't know. <laughs> Surprise. Here's a burden for you while we're in the middle of a move. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, I, I can't remember if we mentioned in the past episode yeah. or not, but we're in the middle of, of the move. We're in the middle of moving. We're going to go from Washington to Texas. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. We could always just stay here. Yeah, we could. <sighs> mm-hmm. That's what but I Sally thought. Forth. That's right. That's right. So anyway, um, we got some uh, interesting episodes today. We do. That is a good way to describe these episodes. They are interesting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what's really interesting about, yeah, anyway, I'll talk to you about it in the, blah, 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 I'll talk about them in the episode, but, um, anything else you want to share? Not much new on my end, I have really just been kind of getting the house together a little bit at a time, we had some company over for a while, we did some dog sitting last week, this is the first week in a little while where we're just kind of like, back in the groove of things. Yeah, which it's is kind of nice. nice. We have an, another, our, spoiler alert, our upcoming episode's already recorded in advance. We, we have two cool guests. Yeah. Yes, we're excited about that. So we're, my kiddos from my sister, <laughs> I don't know what to call them. But anyway, um, I mean, I know. Anyway, so Jax and, and Gigi are on next episode and... I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. I've been wanting to do an episode for them for a long time. Yeah, we were going to have them on for this one, but we're like, okay, so we looked ahead and we're like, you know what? Those two might be more fun to have kids on Mm -hmm. to guest because these two episodes are like, if you drop them into this and they haven't seen Adventure Time before, they're going to be like, what is this? Also, get ready for some awful audio. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, because we're in the middle of moving, we had to move all of our... No, no, no. Next week. Oh, yeah. Next Mm. episode. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Don't worry, guys. (laughs) Only temporary. Yeah. So, anyway. It's the quality of the podcast, not the quality of the sound, right? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not how podcasting works. (laughs) All right, let's get to the show. Let's do it. All right, we have two episodes, The Suitor and... The other one. The party's, the party's over. The over. de Senorita. Isle de Senorita. Isle de Senorita. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be a long episode. Yeah. All right, The Suta. Every time I hear Suitor, I, I think of Shoot Her. Shuta from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. By the way, we saw Jurassic World Dominion last night at the drive-in. So that was cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've already forgotten the movie. (laughs) That's my review. You know what? They didn't even show an amber, a thing of amber with a a mosquito in it. I feel feel shook to the core. I feel robbed. Yep. Uh, But I did get to see the sexy Sam Neill, so I feel pretty great about that. We got some Goldblumism in there. So, yeah, it was, you know, it had its fun moments. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Suter, IMDb rating 7.5, overall number 125. How is it that we've already done 125 episodes? It's wild, right? Yep. I guess that's what happens when we record a podcast on a on a TV show for like four years. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has I, been almost four it's years. Been so long. Oh wow! Uh, directed by Nate Cash, written and storyboarded by Jesse Mahoynihan yeah. and Thomas Wellman. Uh, original air date May twentieth, twenty thirteen. Hey. Two point four one 
uh, million U.S. viewers. Awesome. And the title card is um, a picture of a Suta tightening up his bow tie. He's like silhouetted in some clouds, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a cool picture. Is it picture. tux? It looks like it has a flower or yeah. sand dollar. It's a very simple image, very quick. And there's a picture of PB in the pocket, and you only know because you only see the tiniest, tiniest bit of her hair. Yeah, that's a cool detail. If you didn't look, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Also, mm-hmm. we are assuming that this is a man. Yes, because you can't really see his face. Right, but we know it's a guy because of uh, of the episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so (laughs) this is great, how the episode begins. FYI, I pretty much was hooked from the beginning. So um, episode begins with uh, Pep Butts, Peppermint Butler, practicing dark magic inside the Lich's old prison in the tree of the Candy Castle to summon a demon called Ogdode. Mm-hmm. Ogdode? Ogdode, I think. Okay. Who holds the key to the shadow realm. Peppermint Butler uses Cinnamon Bun, who is tied upside down, above Pep Butt, describe, uh, described as a willing vessel. So I do think it is funny because Cinnamon Bun is, he doesn't seem all there. Yeah. He seems like he needs. He's swinging around very slowly yeah, by his it's, feet. Oh my gosh, like, it's dripping. hilarious. Anyway, before Pep Butt can negotiate with uh, Ogdud, a gumball guardian, grabs Pet Butt and tells him that he should find a suitor for Principal Princess Bubblegum because she's been working too hard on her lab and she needs to go out and socialize. Yeah, he's like, you've been neglecting your duties to the princess. Yep. So the gumball guardian chose Peppermint Butler, all the available suitors. Uh, Pet Butt refuses, saying that the Princess Bubblegum will not date those old bags. And one of them is like, yeah, hey, yeah, we all deserve a shot. And it's like they've been waiting for like ever. Forever. <laughs> So the gumball guardian tells him that uh, he must try. So Pet Butt is put into the room with the suitors, but all of them are too old. One said that he's waited for 300 years. <laughs> so Peppermint Butler goes all along the line and sees a young-looking suitor named Brocco, who is sitting on the skeleton and says that um, he was born to court the Princess Bubblegum. So Brocco says he's 21 and that he inherited his father's place in line after he died. So he comes from like a long line of suitors that have just been waiting to get a chance with, Pep- with um, Princess Bubblegum. So Peppermint Butler then decides to give Brocco a shot at courting the princess. Question. Mm-hmm. How old is Princess Bubblegum? I feel like I'd be spoiling it if I told you. Okay. Yeah. Is <laughs> it's, she... it's a reveal later in the show. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Must be old, though, because she, uh, if they're waiting 300 years. All I'll say is, she old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once they enter the lab, Peppa introduces Princess Bubblegum to Brocco, who asks for her... Uh, for a who asked her for a date, which she declines. Peppermint Butler, who seems cross, says that she needs to get outside and do some research on boys. Princess Bubblegum says that it is way out of line and that they're donking up her research. Suddenly, Brocco tells her that he loves her so much that it hurts. Yeah, I really like this guy's voice performance. I can't remember the actor's name, but he was in like Ant-Man for like five seconds. He's the guy that kept trying to order hot food at... Uh... Yeah. Um, anything hot and fresh. Anything hot and fresh. He's like, dude, we sell ice cream. Baskin Robbins always Baskin Robbins. They Baskin always Robbins. find out. Baskin Robbins will mess around. <laughs> so she tells him that it's infatuation, not love. And that the pain is a product of Brocco overvaluing a projected imagery or imagination in relationship with her. So Brocco states that uh, what he feels is real. He tells her to meet him at the garden uh, at night and then jumps out of the balcony landing on Mr. Cupcake. He's like, he's like come, come to the garden tonight and discover the secret that is me. <laughs> <laughs> so Bubblegum accepts, but uh, tells him that it's only for research. So as they're walking at night, Brocco gets, she's got like all the scientific equipment stuck all over Brocco. She's it's been, funny. well, and she's also been in her lab for like six weeks straight without mm-hmm. going outside, which is bazonkers. Yeah, yeah. You know, I admire her dedication to her work. <laughs> it's great. Uh. That's no. She's very passionate about her, sure. uh, her science. Yeah, but that's just too. You need there needs to be a work life balance. That's true. I mean, I just think that that's too much. So they're walking around at night, and Brocco gives Bubblegum a rose while she observes her device that she connected to his forehead. She says that she has what she needs for now, and then calls the Morrow, the you know the bird, and flies back to the castle. Hold on, I'm looking up the name of the arter arter person that does the voice. Johnny 
Pemberton. Johnny Pemberton. Yeah, he does a lot of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, he does an awesome job here. The next day, Brocco ties his grandfather's art of peacocking, wearing his grandfather's suit and hat to win Princess's heart. But she only responds by firing an x-ray gun at Brocco and then leaving. At her lab, Princess Bubblegum calls for Finn and Jake and asks them to get her soul, her a soul stone, which is at the Vapor Swamps, and gives them a map uh, of its location. Brocco asks them for the map so he can bring the stone to the princess so that she'll fall in love with him. Finn gives Brocco the map, but states that the road you're on leads to nowhere. Yeah, yeah. He's like, brother. Yeah, at first he's like, oh, okay, so Princess Bubblegum's dating, huh? Okay, well, that's cool, that's cool. I'm like, Finn, you got a good thing going on with, with Flame Princess I now. know, don't, don't, don't screw don't that up. up. Yeah, oh, the don't. Starbucks is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Amy went out and ordered me a caramel crunch frappuccino. They're so delicious. Because it's like their coffee's a hit or miss, but the frappuccinos are always on point. They are. Oh, oh. it's wow. cooling me down on this hot day. Sponsored by Starbucks. <laughs> Brocco goes. You should have just seen what Matt just did. <laughs> He's like, he like lifts his head back and he shakes his his jowls back and forth. <laughs> Reset, redo. Yeah, he's like, I keep messing up my lines. I'm like, all right, all right. Yep. So Brocco goes to the Soul Stone's location, encounters monsters, and badly hurts himself trying to get a key that opens the stone's chest. He's then asked by the Beast why he's why he stole the treasure. To which Brocco replies, "It's for the one he loves." The Beast is like, "Take the stone." That's so funny. Yeah. And that's just the end of it. I thought there was going to be some kind of catch there, but no. So back in the lab, Brocco gives Princess Bubblegum the soul stone, but she says that she does not need it anymore as she just finished programming a proper simulation of a stone that is much easier to manipulate than the real one. Jeez. I know. She is something else. Brocco returns to his room in frustration. He smashes the soul stone and shoves his things off his desk and asks himself why PB will not love him. Then a gumball guardian grabs him and brings him to Pet Butt, who is demanding Ogdode to give him the key to the Shadow Realm. Brocco decides to give up his pursuit of Bubblegum's love, but Pet Butt offers to help him with the Shadow Demon magic. In exchange for Ogdode's freedom, he must turn Brocco into a walking love magnet. Ogdog agrees, but turns Brocco into a three-legged monster. Yeah, throughout this episode, you see Brocco getting more and more messed up looking. Yeah. By the end of it, he's just like a straight-up creature of the night. Yep. <laughs> he's a monster now. So Brocco asks Peppermint Butler if he is now a walking love magnet. Peppermint's like, you indeed paid the price, and I want to have your babies. <laughs> <laughs> so gratified, he runs back to the castle and into PB's lab, who's uh, he discovered has made a robot version of herself. So Brocco asks her if she loves him now. She's like, I do love you, but it's the undifferentiated love that I have for all my candy citizens. Aww. And that um, she just can't permit one of her citizens to suffer the way Brocco did over him, over her. So she made him a Peabot. 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 He says he feels that it is wrong. Peabot kisses him and tells him that they should get out of the lab. Satisfied, Brocco carries Peabot, jumps off the lab's balcony, thinking Peabot. Um, she watches them from the window and sheds a tear as they make their way through the Candy Kingdom. Pet Butt shows up and asks where Brocco is. Princess Bubblegum explains that she knew Brocco could not be happy with her, so she built him a robo-wife. Pepper Peppermint Butler responded angrily, saying, You should have given him to me! Before slapping her. Yeah, just like, <laughs> He was mine! <laughs> so, I, I rewatched both these episodes today while I was doing the dishes. I just had, like, uh, some, um earbuds in connected to the laptop rewatch them i remember like uh, the first time that we watched both of these in preparation for the podcast i remember thinking this episode's okay but the next one's awesome this time around i'm like i really like this episode much better than the second one yeah yep what did you like about it um i like just the whole journey of um of the boy what's his name brocco <laughs> yeah and, like it's kind of sad like it's kind of a tragic story that like I would consider this like body horror. At the beginning, he's kind of like this young, handsome, strapping lad. By the end of it, he's a three-legged monster with a jacked-up mouth. Mm -hmm. It's like, ugh. Like all the I stuff that he goes through for um, for PB. And in the end, it's kind of like, you know, he, he has a robot version that's like programmed to love him. That's not really the same, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of like, I was like, ugh, is it a happy ending? I guess sort of. I can't remember. Does he end up, does she like fix him at the end or? No. Oh, that's sad. He just stays jacked up looking. Oh, yeah, not like that. I know. But anyway, I just uh, I enjoy watching the journey of this character. And it's cool because like, I, uh, so, you know, a lot of the time. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, please. 
you know, like uh, I would say, like I I kind of prefer the earlier seasons because like I just like the simplicity of it. Yeah. Um, this is one case where I'm like, you know, what? I think this would play it out better in a future season because if you had a character like um, Brocco trying to court Princess Bubblegum, and she keeps turning him down. I feel like he would have like turned into like an overarching villain later in the series mm. as opposed to just like a one one-off kind of character like in this episode interesting i think it would have been cool to see him become a villain yeah i totally agree i mean i don't know i i haven't seen future episodes but i think right now we're still building out layers um i do think this is foreshadowing we know that there's some stuff in the future that explains why she doesn't you know have any suitors but um i think i think she looks at herself too like a like I mean, she's i don't think she looks at she sees herself as mother over all of the candy kingdom and so yeah. to like date one of her people would be like out of her i don't know yeah not get, her jam yeah i get what you're saying <laughs> yeah totally all right yeah, yeah this is i would episode. have loved to see him come back though as like a villain i think that like tiffany or the squirrel i think that yeah where you feel scorned yeah like, i got all dunked up because of you yeah this yep. could be this could be pb's version of that yeah Although we already have lemon grab for that, so no, that's true. <laughs> hey, right now, lemon grab is a a little. He's still a little villainous. Yeah. Well, he comes he comes and goes as far as that goes. I think where we see him next, he's a little more on the villain side again. Is he? Mm-hmm. I can't wait because of where that um. Yeah, where that episode that ended. Bulls episode ends. Yeah. Oh, next next week. <laughs> <laughs> In the future. I thought it was interesting how. This is clearly not a Fit and Jake episode. This mm-hmm. is a PB pet butt episode with Bracco. And it was it, when they're like, oh, go get this soul stone. They're like, all right, have fun with that. Go Bracco. But like Finn's like, no, nah. this isn't going to go well for you, no, man. No. Yeah. He, like he already knows. Like he's experienced. Uh, we went through a couple seasons of him trying to court Princess Bubblegum and it's just not happening. No, no. And, uh. But I like Bracco in this. Yeah. I think PB was kind of like from a perspective of not, you know, I haven't seen the whole series. So I think at this in this episode, I'm not a big fan of PB. But I also understand like she's torn with like, hey, I'm doing all this stuff. And like, I'm not I'm not going to like it, it. It's interesting how she's rejecting the stereotypical role of courting and marrying and furnishing the land with bibbids. Yeah, she's like basically like that's so outdated, guys. Yeah. Come on. But she did tell Brock like from the beginning, like, I'm not interested. Yeah. So just letting you know now. You're going to do my science experiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The how kind of messed up is it that she turned him into a science experiment? Can I throw that out I there? I know. Science experiment. <laughs> And then he becomes a monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's also kind of on Pep Butt, too, because like he, Brock was like, I don't think I'm going to keep doing this. Pepper Butler kept psyching him up to keep trying. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mostly because he didn't want to deal with like his role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, the Gumball Guardian named Gerald. I love the name Gerald. I think it's fabulous. Um, and I thought that was really funny. This was the funniest. I think we've seen the Gumball Guardians. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're giving they're them more personality. personality. Yeah. 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 So, uh, is there anything you didn't like in this one? No. No, me neither. Again, I think it's like just one of those, you know, uh, middle of the road episodes. I don't think there's anything that I'm like crazy about. Um, I think if I were to say something that I was quote unquote crazy about, I would say the whole Peppermint Butler, you know, we're seeing more layers of him being a demon sort of thing, which is really funny to me. Yeah. That he's just like this on the, on the DL demon guy that is you know oh yeah like in his downtime you know he's just always up to some shady business yeah 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 i think so i'm always talking about how like season six gets away from finn and jake a lot yeah i'm like now rewatching season five we're seeing a lot more of that already Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. like between these two episodes and also next week's couple episodes like the the show's definitely taking a little bit of a break from finn and jake stuff yeah more often now than it was before yeah yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like they needed a break. Yeah. You're tired. They was tired of adventuring. Uh, Matt, where is the snail? On the lowest shelf behind Brocco's head when he's uh, writing in his journal. Can the Peabot bear children? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. What? Probably. I don't Brocco, know. There's magic. <laughs> Brocco was the spawn of someone else. Mm-hmm. A Candy Kingdom person. Yeah. I feel like the answer is 
Possibly yes. Also, where does he live? Is this when he is he is he staying in the um in the suitor's place? Wait, what? Oh, where does Brocco live? Yeah. Maybe he's still in like that place where the suitors all hang out. I don't know where he is in this picture. Right, he's in the a place bedroom. Looks fancy, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's staying as a guest in PB's castle or something. Yeah. Maybe this is Peppermint Butler's house. Maybe. Cause like if he's been waiting in line, his dad waited in the line so long. Wait. If his dad waited in line so long, how is Brocco made? Magic. Magic man! Oh, wait. Maybe this is Pepper, uh, maybe this is PB's castle because I... he's got like a tea kettle next to him that's all pink and yeah. it's got designs on it like something you'd see in PB's castle. Maybe. But then how did Brocco come to be? I have no idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have all the questions. Oh, we got a surprise this week. Fill the face. Fill the face. It's another fill the face. Smile. Oh, yeah. Phil is in a cage in Princess Bubblegum's castle. Yeah, like in her lab. He's yeah. like staring down at her like, can like you get me cat. out of here, please? Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely being experimented on. Oh, poor Phil. Yeah, and why is he a human? I don't know. <laughs> why is there this other human and ooh, nobody's talking about Right? <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Uh, What was your favorite line? My favorite line was, meet me in the garden tonight and unlock the mystery of me, Bronco <laughs> says as he's leaping out the window. I love that. Me Matt, too. did you unlock the mystery of me? Yes, I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my favorite line is, he's kind of weird and lambish. Lambish? Yeah, yeah, that's what Finn says about um. Bronco, not knowing that he's like standing right behind him. Yep. Jake's yep. like, uh, Jake's like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, okay, Matt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Impression. You give me an impression. Swaza! It's Ogdo, the demon, as he's turning uh, the boy. The <laughs> boy. Keep forgetting in- Brocco into Brocco. A, a monster. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. What's your impression? You should have given him to me, pet butt. Awesome. That wasn't great. No, but... you, did gr- you did awesome. Yeah, thanks. So this episode's like... It's like Beauty and the Beast almost where, you know, it turns into a monster. But in this one, time. he never turns back into a human. Song. Do we know that for sure, though? We don't. We don't. Maybe he comes back in a future one and it's just like one I've never seen before or something. Yeah. He's all jacked up. Yeah. He is jacked up. He looks like the princess monster wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, We got some trivia. Kick it. It's trivia time. Trivia. All right, the amber prison has decreased in size as the tree starts to grow. Oh, cool. Yeah. So the figures carved into the wall behind Brocco's grandfather's coffin appear similar to Princess Bubblegum. <laughs> yeah. One of the Gumball Guardians referred to Peppa as Dark One, showing that they're aware of his actions. Uh-uh. Oh, this coffee's so good. Uh, so the balcony PB was standing on at the end looked like a teacup. That's weird. Okay, so the ritual, uh, as we know, early on is held in Lich's prison. And then, oh, this is episode connections. Princess Bubblegum seems to be wearing the same glasses as she did, as seen in Goliad. The guardian angel from the episode Dungeon and a lion, which is similar to the one in The Silent King, appear near Peppermint Butler while he's summoning the demon. Oh, cool. Didn't even notice that. The amber prison uh, the Lich is trapped in returns from Mortal Folly and the hole he made remains in the tree in the episode. Oh, nice. The book Mind Games <laughs> Returns is written by JT Dogzone. That's really funny. Yeah, maybe that's why uh, Brocco doesn't succeed. Yeah, right. <laughs> JT Dogzone. That's like the funniest. That's like the gill of Adventure Time. Yeah, where it's like, like oh, J- I didn't realize this was in like every other episode. I yeah. know, it's crazy. All gill. All gill. All right, so apparently a Boba Fett helmet is on a shelf in one of the rooms yes it is i can see it now Isn't that crazy? that's awesome so wait uh, I'm, i don't even know what room that's in it's just like a, a close-up of the uh helmet on the shelf i think that it's in the room though if you go where the snail watch picture is Ooh. you can see the bookshelf behind him and there's the boba fett helmet oh yes it is yes it is so it's in the scene where brocco is writing they, they also have one of those like things that you get where are they from from germany where you light the candles and then the candles turn the fan which then acts like a carousel kind of thing with like different it's like a little anyway go ahead 
Moving on. All so, right. Matt's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the four creatures used in Peppermint Butler's ritual likely allude to Ezekiel 110, in which Ezekiel sees a chariot drawn by four creatures, each with four faces, that of a human, ox, lion, and eagle. It is interesting to note the position of these creatures is inverted in the ritual. So the eagle is held in front of Peppermint Butler, the human angel is behind him, the lion is on his left, and the ox is on his right. This may also allude to the symbols of the four evangelists. (laughs) Words. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of the Christian Bible. However, the use of these symbols from the evangelist occurred much later, and it's thought to have been taken from the book of Ezekiel. So Ogdon is a word originating in ancient Greek meaning eight or eighth. So the word was used in Gnosticism to refer to uh, the eighth celestial sphere, the sphere of fixed stars. This was thought to be the realm of Yalbadoath, Yalbadoth, king of demons. So uh, Peppermint Butler also refers to Ogdode, the character, as master of level eight shadow world. Wow. crazy. (laughs) There is an item called the soul stone, called the soul stone in the game Grand Chase, which has the same color, but different shape, which is rock or crystal. Wow. Okay. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy town. So you had a prediction for this episode based on its name. Yes. The Suta. So you said the Fire King decides that it's time for Fire Princess to marry, akin to old English customs. He decides to throw a ball to announce Fire Princess availability. So Finn finds out about this and is crazy jealous and angry. He decides to create an alternate identity to win the heart of the princess and prove to Fire King that he's worthy of his daughter's hand. Although, you know, to hang out. All right. Uh, So creativity, does it sound like you put some effort into it? Oh, man, I forgot about that new criteria again. I'm so bad. Yeah, you are. So does it sound like you put effort into it? Yeah, that sounds awesome. It sounds like a real episode of Adventure Time. If I'm an exec at Adventure Time Corp, would I greenlight the episode? Yes. Accuracy, does it have anything to do with the actual episode? We do see Finn a little jealous, but not crazy jealous. And it's of um, somebody trying to take the hand of Princess Bubblegum and not flame princess so give that like a c <laughs> are, the, are all the characters you mentioned in the episode oh no no <laughs> so that's gonna be like a d plus because at least finn's in it yeah i appreciate it <laughs> with an overall rating of a c minus <laughs> wow wow wait i didn't i get a's for creativity and i got a c minus overall oh uh, i Your guess math is wank. c plus oh my gosh you talked the Hashtag professor rubric up. forever <laughs> sucks but you, it's okay because you can redeem yourself with a prediction for the next episode which is the party's <laughs> over isla de senorita so isla 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 Island. (laughs) (laughs) Island. So Isla is a famous party girl. Infamous party girl. Infamous. She'll party about everything, even if it's not party worthy. Whoa. Turns out she's possessed by a party demon who needs to be excised to let Isla free. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Oh, I guess we're going to find out in a minute. Any last thoughts on this episode? I enjoyed it a lot. I think it gets better and better each time I see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. What do you think? Uh, Good. Again, middle of the road. Yeah, pretty middle of the road. Nothing to write home about, but again, I think there's pieces of it in it that are important for us to know as we're journeying through all of Adventure Time. Oh, Adventure Time. And um, I think that... Uh, we see we see some really funny things. We see some disturbing things, and then we just see some classic Adventure Time ness. Yeah, for sure. It's a good episode. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> now the room's starting to really heat up. Whoo! See if you can open the window. All right, we're gonna test the window. See if there's anything screeching in our yard anymore. That's better. I think we're good. The party's over. Isla de Senorita. Senorita. Senora is married, so Senorita is single. Anyway, oh. IMDb 7.6. Overall number 126. Episode 22 of season 5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Out of 50s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Directed by Elizabeth Ito. Written and storyboarded by Kent Osborne and Cole Sanchez. Original air date May 27, 2013. Cool. 
uh, 2.11 million U.S. viewers. Yeah, and you get this fun title card for this one that says the title, and it's, like, over some, like, beachy stuff, like, underwater. You got some, like, crab, starfish, a crab with uh, Ice King's crown on it. And the letters look like something from, like, a billboard that you'd see for, like, a tourist beach town. Mm-hmm. But, you see a uh, party god's face in it, and then you also see the island's face in it, too. Yeah. Actually, this image reminds me of the Sega game I used to love as a kid called Cool Spot, where you're like the 7-Up spot running around on a beach <laughs> shooting suds at crabs. No. I loved that game. Oh, my gosh. For a product placement game, it was all right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I also had Mick Kids, you know, the one Mick where you kids. played two kids trying to help Ronald McDonald out. That I, sounds I the, terrifying, Matthew. the product placement games. Yeah, how did you get all these? Did your like, dad work know. for like, a distributor yeah, probably, like, or something? Like, oh, I might as well get a Happy Meal for the boy because he loves video games. There's <laughs> a crappy uh, Mario knockoff with Ronald McDonald in it. That's so funny. <laughs> Happy birthday, son. <laughs> Thanks, Papa. <laughs> Thank you, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut right there. Yep. Uh, okay. So the episode begins during morning time in the Candy Kingdom. It is qu- it, in the quiet bedroom of a sleeping princess bubblegum. Ice King crawls out from under the bed and takes out a roll of duct tape. <laughs> After commenting that she looks beautiful when sleeping, he puts duct tape over Princess Bubblegum's <laughs> mouth, causing her to immediately wake up with a muffled protest. Surprised, she hits Ice King with a pillow, rips the tape off, and angrily asks what he's doing in her kingdom. Yeah, a lot that of time- is hilarious. Is, you look so beautiful when you sleep, Princess. <laughs> a lot of times, we'll just hear, like, we, we won't see what happened and she'll just be like, banana guards! And, like, escort him out. This time we actually see, like, the whole process of him, like, ah, just, you know, gotta go sneak into PB's room and put duct tape on her mouth. No, he came out from under her bed. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Creepy. <laughs> so funny. That's what nightmares are made of. So he claims that he was trying to surprise her by taking her back to his place and making her breakfast in bed. He calls her baby. So Princess Bubblegum is infuriated while Ice King appear- appears to become hurt as he seems to think Princess Bubblegum and he have a real romantic relationship and that she will somehow agree to go with him. So PB calls in the banana guards <laughs> and begin to take Ice King away. I don't know that. So a quick side note. Here's how badly we struggled with forming words during today's recording. What she, what she has, what? So Brocka goes back to the Soul Stones, or... To the symbols of the four evangelic evangelic. So uh, PB calls the banana. Princess Bubblegum calls the banana. As at uh, as the as of the oh my gosh. And back to the show. So he struggles free and runs back to Princess Bubblegum, asking her to look into her heart and promising that if she can honestly tell him that she wants him to go, he will go. She and she's like. I want you to go. And um, he is willingly taken away by the guards. Like, it's so guards, funny. Guards, take me away. And he like falls into their arms. Yeah, he like jumps in like horizontal motion. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so cute. So as Ice King walks away from the Candy Kingdom, Finn and Jake begin telling him to leave the princess alone. He's like, yeah, whatever, I got it. He's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> Ice King returns home, takes a shower, questioning his own actions. He thinks about Princess Bubblegum while he looks over a picture of her in which she seems... To be unwillingly photographed. He claims that he must leave Ooh and begin somewhere else fresh. He kisses Gunter goodbye as he leaves the kingdom and says, Gunter, you're the man of the house now. Mm-hmm. Even though we know Gunter is a mama. Yep. Ice, begins, ice King begins rowing himself away from his kingdom in a rowboat made of ice. Clouds roll in above him and a storm begins. Ice King tries to row back, but the storm takes over his boat, and he is whipped around in the water. So you said Ice K accidentally. That's, I know. <laughs> it sounds like a 90s rapper. <laughs> so he wakes up stranded, lying on the shore of a sandy beach. After quickly surveying the island uh, that he's on, he decides that uh, there's no signs of life besides this bird over here. So he takes his crown off and ties it into the uh, end of his beard, saying that he will not need it anymore, and makes a hat out of a palm tree, <laughs> or out of palm tree leaves. So here's a woman singing throughout the island's nearby forest. He asks if, if anybody's there and runs through the forest towards the singing. He finds a large, smooth sand mound and walks uh, to the top of it to look around. He's surprised to find out that there's no lady on the island. Rather, the island itself is a woman. From his high-up location, he can see that the island is shaped 
like a woman in a bikini, but she is not moving except for her face. The Sandman he turns that he is on turns out to be her raised right knee. The island lady notices him, greets him, and asks if her singing is bothering him. He's like, no. And she's like, what? No. What? What? <laughs> He's like, no. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, hold on. So he walks down. Two days later, he arrives and climbs onto her face. So she reminds him on the question, and he replies, like, no again. <laughs> Saying that it was, in fact, quite enchanting. So the island lady says that she always sings when her boyfriend's away and says that uh, her boyfriend's the party god, you know, the giant wolf head. So how <laughs> long is her around? In... Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the how long is heard in the distance? And she's like, oh, it's a party god. He's like crazy jealous of other guys talking to me. So you got to go hide. IK rolls into a ball on her face. Party god arrives and tells island lady that he's looking for his stereo because he puked in the stereo of a party that he was at. He explains that he was spinning and got dizzy, which is why he vomited. He was like, yeah, this other guy said he could spin faster than me. And I said, no, he like is like the ultimate. Like party like, bro. Yeah. Party bro, New Jersey bro, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he finds a stereo on Island Lady and says he has to leave. The Island Lady asks if he wants to hang out, but he says he's in the middle of a party and must leave. When Party God is gone, Ice King unrolls and criticizes the Party God for being so rude to the Island Lady. Yeah. So she comes that her boyfriend is okay sometimes. So Ice K, wow, no, I'm saying Ice K. <laughs> it's like once you once you say ice cream, I start saying ice cream. Yep. For the last time, whatever you put up on that prompter, Ron Burgundy will read. <laughs> so Ice King realizes that he's actually being hypocritical because of his girlfriend, Princess Bubblegum, treats him like poopies all as well, even though that they're not actually dating. So Ice King and uh, the lady, Island Lady, realize that they're in a pretty similar situation, though Ice King's mostly imaginary. So Island Lady says that uh, she likes Ice King and that he can stay here as long as he wants. In a montage, she sings a song about friendship as Ice King builds a hut on her midriff out of things that he finds on the island. So he farms some grapes and smashes them into grape juice. The song is okay. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Ice King and the Senorita uh, discuss their relationships. Ice King claims that Princess is cl- too closed off to her emotions and reasons that, that this indifference is keeping her from realizing her true feelings. The island lady says that she does not matter to the party god. Ice King feels bad because he thinks that Bubblegum cares uh, if he is with her, while Potty God, Potty, mm-hmm. Party God does not care about the island lady. She wishes that Party God would go into outer space with the Senorita. Um, would never have to see him again. With Ice King's encouragement, she decides to break up with him. Mm-hmm. So just then the party god howls and arrives back because he forgot to bring batteries. So he finds them and gets suspicious about uh, the hut that's now built on the island lady. She claims that it's just something that washed up after the storm. Uh, he thinks for a moment and says, oh, whatever. So she begins to try and uh, break up with him, but falters and ends up saying that uh, she hopes he has fun at his party. He's like, oh, you're killing me, babe. <laughs> he flies off again, seemingly a little weirded out. Uh, by her behavior, but not concerned. Ice King gets up and scolds her for not breaking up with him. He decides to break up with Party God for her as he puts on his crown. He flies up and catches up with Party God. He begins to explain, but the Party God becomes infuriated upon hearing that the Ice King has been spending a lot of time with his girlfriend. Ice King claims that he and the lady are strictly platonic. The Party God shoots a laser beam at Ice King from his mouth, but Ice King dodges it. IK begins fighting back, and after a brief fight scene showing some of P- Party God's other powers, IK eventually freezes a cloud that falls on to the Party God, knocking him out. So he is knocked out and not dead. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> the way he looks around the rest of the episode is like hilariously dead. Yes, and also, what a cool fight sequence. It was. This show is so good at the fight sequences. I think yep. it's kind of underrated in that department. So uh, Ice King returns to the Senorita holding Party Guard up from behind and pretends that he was not knocked out by uh, opening and closing the god's mouth with his feet and holding the eyes open with his hands. It's a really funny image. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah! <laughs> it reminds me of the movie Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. So somehow Ice King succeeds in making Party Guard look conscious. At first, the island lady says that there's nothing that she wants to tell him, but then uh, when Ice King breaks Party God's oblivious character to encourage the breakup, she shortly breaks up with him and says that it was due to her emotional, emotionally mature friend, the Ice King. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really... I think we can hear the party god barking in the background right now. Yeah. As soon as we open the window, now it's like a dog's barking. Yep. Ambience. Mm-hmm. Ambience. Ambience. 
Ice King, still pretending to be party god, says that he is going to break up with his girlfriend and that he will visit. Ice King leaves Island Lady, throws party god into outer space, <laughs> and returns to Candy Kingdom. He breaks into Princess Bubblegum's castle to tell PB that he is breaking up with her because she treats him badly and is always at parties. Then he leaves whispering, we'll work things out to himself. Oh, that's a sad ending for him. It's like he's still oblivious. Oh, oh, yeah. So, so what do you think of this episode? Oh, my gosh. I love Ice King in this episode. Yeah, yeah. He is my favorite right now. He seems a little more toned down on this one, like having an actual friend to talk to. I, do you think part of it is that, like, he has his crown in his beard, so it's, like, not manipulating him mm. as much? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, because he does wear the crown later on. Mm -hmm. I think I think the damage is already done. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know that it's any different. I don't think that this is Simon we're seeing. I think this is just straight up IK. He didn't have his crown on because yeah. he didn't need it because he wasn't shooting ice all over, you know? We're seeing a different, the sun. Yeah. We're seeing a different side to him in this episode for sure. Like, seeing him, like, actually trying to have give some, like, friendly advice to a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then not sounding completely insane. Well, what's interesting about this episode is that here we have Ice King who can like think of things in a mature way, right? He sees what's wrong with the situation, right? Yeah. He can see it very plainly. And yet he doesn't see, he's still lost in this delusion that he and PB are together, mm -hmm. you know? And when he breaks up with her at the end, he uses all of like the reasons why Isla breaks up with Party God. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting. It is so interesting. It is really interesting. He is so oblivious to his princess obsession, and yet he can see the unhealthy nature in other people's relationships. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting dynamic. Mm hmm But it makes the episode more fun, I think. It does. It like, totally it's does. It's like, oh, okay, well, we're getting something a little different from an Ice King episode this time. He's like a Gabby-like friend. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, is there anything you don't like about this episode? Um, No. No, I, me neither. I, I, Party God is... is not some, not a character I especially like, mm -hmm. um, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think like obviously he's a jerk, but I think his portrayal is funny. Like just being like mm -hmm. a floating dog's head with like a sideways bro hat. It's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. I can see why the writers do it and have used it because it is it serves a purpose and it's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Ice King is just hilarious in this episode. I don't have issues with it. Per se, I just think this is more like classic Ice King entertainment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How I about you? Anything that you didn't like about it? Not really. I, I have a lot of nostalgia for this episode because it was one of those ones that like when I moved into Concord and had that roommate, roommate Mike for a while, mm -hmm. uh, this was one of the episodes that was on demand. It would be like one or two episodes on demand at a time. So like I was watching this one a lot because oh, yeah? it was on for a long time. It was just kind of like a background thing, like while I was falling asleep at night and stuff like that. So, yeah, I have a lot of fuzzy feelings for memories in this one. But watching it again after this much time, I'm like, okay, it's okay. It's an all right episode. Yeah. 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 Cool. Not my favorite, but it's like, again, pretty middle of the road, like the last one. But I think I like yeah. the suitor a little more than this really? one. Really? See, I like this one better than the suitor. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Both are good, but. They, they both deal with um, romance. Or hmm. perceived romance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They go hand in hand. I didn't catch up. I didn't catch that. I didn't like make that connection like you did. That's the, really cool. And they both deal with people trying to court Princess Bubblegum. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. This is a show writer saying we're going to take PB in a different way and you will never know. You'll never see it coming. The writer's like, we know there's going to be a podcast about this show. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pair these two episodes up perfectly. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't with you right now. Because that's one of the writers. <laughs> All right, Matt, where's the snail? The snail is waving from behind a flower pot next to Princess Bubblegum's bed. Also, who has, like, potted plants next to their bed like that? Yeah, right? Seriously. Mm, her room's kind of crazy looking. I do like the cat clock above. Yeah. Yeah, that's I do, cute. too. I like those. They're cute. This room looks like something out of, like, a castle on a Mario game. Yeah. Totally. Yes. A hundred percent. And then like the carpeting is, is the top of her crown. Yeah. Kind of thing. Ch change the pink in this room to red. And boom. You got Bowser's castle. Bowser's bedroom. Boom. Boom. Shakalaka. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no fill face. Favorite lines. Matt. There's going to be two hits, bro. The first is me hitting you. And the second is another instance of me hitting you. That's funny. <laughs> the party God. 
Sounds like a Simpsons line. Like he didn't really like Isla. Like he just he just kept stuff on her. Yeah, yeah. And he was like annoyed by her. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Yeah, she was just like, yeah. It's he was a bad boyfriend. He's terrible. Yeah. Okay, my favorite line. Yeah. Oh, clam balls. Is that Ice King? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I don't remember hearing that line. That's crazy. So do you want to give me an impression of a character? Yeah, this is Ice King. Banana guards! Yourself, princess! Uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mine is, I totally puked in Jimmy's stereo and ruined the party I was at. Party <laughs> God. <laughs> that was good. That was oh. really good. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we got some true, true trivia. Do it. It's trivia time. All right, in the background of the first scene, it appears that PB has two crowns, and the second crown is slightly different. Oh, cool. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. So this episode marks the first time a character has left the land of Ooh, aside from places like space or alternate dimensions. (laughs) Aside from space or alternate dimensions. Except for the places that are as far from Ooh as you can get. Right. (laughs) (laughs) As of the end of this episode, Ice King has stopped kidnapping princesses. There's no indication of that. Mm, no, no. Yeah, because he was going to kidnap Princess Bubblegum and take her and make her breakfast in bed yeah. in the Ice K- Kingdom. I, that's not good trivia. This trivia is faulty. <laughs> so, so Party God returns as a main character since Power Animal and not just making a cameo as seen in... Shh, shh, shh. Isla de Senorita means Miss Island in Spanish. Oh, there we go. So the montage of song sounds considerably similar to Madonna's La Isla Bonita. La Isla Bonita. Similarities include the song's syncopation and combination of Spanish and English lyrics. Oh boy, I sound real smart, don't I? Hmm. Let's see. While, tr- while dodging the party god's laser beams, Ice King uh, exclaims wowzas, a catchphrase originally originated in the 1980s cartoon Inspector Gadget. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. So Ice King seems to act more contemplative, reasonable, and conscious to uh, to others when he removes his crown for a long period of time in this episode. Oh, so maybe you're on right. Ah, so his clearer thinking could be due to an absence of the crown's influence. Similarly, similarly in the episode Holly Jolly Secrets Part One, Ice King is shown in his secret tape without the crown on, looking sad and more serious than normal, talking about his innermost thoughts. He begins to say, "As you can see." I'm not wearing my blank several times before being interrupted by his penguin. It can uh, it can be assumed that he was referring to his missing crown, and he says that he is more contemplative than normal. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, maybe you're onto something. Ah. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. You had a prediction for this episode. I sure did. Which is called "Party's Over, Isla de Senorita." Hey, I said it right that time. Okay. Isla is an infamous party girl. <laughs> She'll party about everything, even if it isn't party worthy. It turns out that she's possessed by a party demon who needs to be excised to set Isla free. Okay, creativity. I think that sounds awesome. I'd watch that one in a heartbeat. If I'm an executive at Time Corp, would I greenlight an episode based on your pitch? I'd, I'd probably be like, well, I don't know, but you, why sure? Why not? <laughs> Accuracy. Does it have anything to do with the actual episode? So actually, there is uh, somebody, there is a partying god possibly a demon mm-hmm. who will party over everything it's not the it's not isla but isla's boyfriend mm. all right so yeah i'm gonna give actually if it has anything to do with the actual episode i'm gonna give it like a b minus Ooh, okay there are all the characters you mentioned in the episode that we don't know if isla's a party girl she could be maybe that's how she attracted party gods maybe she had a party demon. on her on herself yeah maybe we'll give that a b minus too wow with an overall score of a b plus okay i'll take it yeah Hashtag rubric for life. Now, you know you want to predict what the next episode's about. Yep. One last job. You son of a bitch. I'm in. (laughs) The Duke of Nuts, Squirrel, and Tiffany band together to get back at their rivals, Finn and Jake. They determine that if they don't succeed in taking what's theirs, fame, glory, riches, and the title of coolest dudes in Ooh, then they will... Forever banish themselves from the land of Ooh. Oh, yeah. So we know that we said, oh, by the way, that sounds awesome. 
We know that we Thanks. said uh, we recorded next week's episode in advance, but you wrote your predictions down before we watched the episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> so we're not cheating. <laughs> not yet. So um, as far as listener feedback goes, so we've got a bit of listener feedback listener built feedback, up. Listener feedback, listener feedback. Listener feedback, listener feedback. Oh, yeah. So we've got a bit of it built up. And what I'm going to end up doing is so like the last time we recorded, we were in kind of a time crunch. And then for the guest episode, you know, we had kids and they were they were ready to be done recording. They were ready to be. They done. were ready to be out. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, um, so it's like, OK, all right. That's how I'm talking today. Oh, my gosh. So what I'm going to end up doing is just doing like an episode dedicated to listener feedback between this episode and the next one. Yep. Yep. That'll be fun. Yep. It's going to be called Listener Feedback, Listener Feedback. It'll be awesome. Yeah. We'll get all of your, your things read on the air. Yep, and we'll respond to them on the show. Yep. Matt? Yeah? Any last thoughts about this episode? I think this episode is a joy. It was. Uh, I really enjoyed rewatching it for the first time in so long. Yeah. Yep, brought yeah. back some memories. I thought it was lovely. Yeah, me too. I would watch again. We had a decent couple episodes this week. Yeah, totally. Yep, yep. Sometimes you just want some middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. All Matt. right. I'm done brain farting for the day. <laughs> We're going to go get into the water. Yeah, I'm excited. Hop off a rope swing. And paddleboard. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It is going to be rad. So you've made it through another episode of Oh My Glob and Adventure Time podcast. Oh, yeah. You can catch us at Oh My Glob podcast on all the socials. Yeah. We're still looking for a social media intern, so if that's something you'd really like to do, please reach out to us. We will give you admiration, and I will send you cookies in the mail. Yeah, cookies in the mail. My cookies are pretty good. They are pretty good. I yeah. like them. Hmm. 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 Uh, you can email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com, or... Or you can send us a voicemail at phone number that's not listed on the show notes for this episode. <laughs> Matthew, you're dropping the ball. There's a lot of notes to take. <laughs> Let's see. You can also kick over to anchor.fm, leave a voicemail on there, or call us at... Working on it. Boo, here we go, boo, here we go. Boo, 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 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562. And we will play it on the air. Yeah, you can also leave a voicemail on anchor.fm if you go to the Oh My Glob podcast profile. I totally already said that. My bad. I am <laughs> brain farting so bad. All uh, right, with all of that said, I'm Amy. Oh, this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.